Welcome it's to the, the bottomless bottom. podcast, bitches! <laughs> it's oh, it's going to be a rowdy night. <laughs> it's the bottomless podcast. That is spelled B-T-T-L-E-S. It's recorded, y'all, on November 8, 2020. Biden won the World College, bitches! And if you are listening, it's myself, Kevin, and I am joined by... Leslie. Vincent. And we are just three friends. I live in Florida. Leslie lives in Hawaii. Hawaii? And Vince lives in Hawaii. Los Angeles. And Los Angeles. And this episode is special because we you can see early, early. We got the drinks. We're lit. It's, it's fucking lit. Let's do let's do this. Y'all want to toast real quick to the cams? Yes. Cheers. 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 To not, as I saw someone put, I think on Twitter, to not a free descent into hell. Yes. Mm. yes. <laughs> All right, Leslie, Leslie, whenever you're ready, take us, take us away. I'm going to let you kick it off. Leslie has some thoughts, y'all. We're just going to share some raw reactions to the state of affairs right now. And as I said to my dear friends, Vincent and Kevin, I tend to cut myself off. And actually, this podcast has been a good exercise in noticing that and thinking about the dynamics of why. And some of those dynamics are things that I want to resist and push back on and not at all coming from them um <clears throat> so yeah i just i'm gonna speak my mind and try my best to say what i actually feel which might still come out super muddled so i'm sorry in advance but it won't come out muddled because i am self-conscious and trying to hold back because i don't want to do that today i want for future myself and for my friends who listen to this to try and express what i'm thinking and feeling right now because it's a historic time yeah so oh. i have different Ideally, I would have had time to order these into a really nice flow that would have hit well, but I'm just going to bounce around to the different things I'm thinking. First, I want to fucking say thank you, Black women. The people who are at the intersection of the most forms of oppression in the United States are the fucking ones who fucking got us here. And not just the elected officials, the people on the ground, the people going without credit who have done the grassroots movement and organizing the people who have got us to a point where the youth vote ages 18 to 29 is part of who handed us this victory primarily youth voters of color white youth voters y'all are still hovering around 50 something percent i'll let you take that as you will indigenous people as well who have been hurt the most by the system that we're all complicit in um <clears throat> also delivered like in some areas there was like a 99 percent turnout for biden Um, And not because I'm sure anybody is excited about voting for Biden, but because um, an understanding of what was at stake. And I don't know if I said this before we cut off. I'll say it again. We need to stop saying thank you and get ourselves on the ground underneath, like underneath, underneath these people and raise them up. And if that takes throwing away an opportunity on our end, 
um, a perceived like, wow, we both had a fair shot. No, give it to the people who we have just been saying thank you to instead of actually doing anything and putting ourselves on the line in a real way. <clears throat> so I think I was next transitioning into talking about the idea that, you know, we're, we're, we're excited to be able to hold Joe Biden and Kamala Harris accountable, which is something, a, a sentiment that Vincent has also said. Um, and it definitely speaks to how low the bar is that that's what we are excited about, but I will take it and I am excited. And uh, that sentiment can't undercut the indescribable level of relief that I and I think so many people are feeling that at least it's them. <laughs> and that at least even if there might be ahead a struggle with Trump still ineptly attempting to pull off a coup, that we're going to have to stand against, at least the Electoral College did fall in favor of Biden because it would be much harder to struggle toward that end if the Electoral College had gone to Trump. So it's not even so much celebrating like, you know, the sad fact that we would have to celebrate Biden as some kind of hero because he's not, but we don't even get to celebrate that. It's celebrating that at least in the struggle toward getting Trump out of office, we have the Electoral College secured. Um, so that's my thoughts on that. I also wanted to acknowledge the horrendous record that Kamala Harris has on criminal justice, probably a million other things that I'm not even up to date on. Um, and the fact that she hasn't, to my knowledge, publicly acknowledged, let alone apologized for and owned that and made that even a part of her campaign as in like, I recognize that I was wrong and like, here's the steps I'm going to take to rectify and not only rectify, but push past. So want to acknowledge that also same thing with Biden with the 94 crime bill, a complete failure to acknowledge. In fact, I think the only things I've seen is he sort of like said like, yeah, you know, black people supported that too. Like he hasn't done any kind of acknowledgement, let alone apology he, for he the- He did do one, like oh, did he? ago, like right before the oh, election, of course, okay, surprise. I missed that. Well, yeah. So anyway, I wanted to acknowledge that and say that I very much feel that while also feeling indescribably shook that we have our first daughter mm. of an immigrant, black, Asian vice president. Ah. Like literally, ah. I cannot like- <laughs> You know, and if you don't get it, like, that's okay. You don't need to talk down on people who do. If you don't get it, by Like, yes, representation without uh, policies that actually forge the group that you are supposedly representing, let alone all people, doesn't matter in a sense. But at the highest, at this level, it fucking matters. And, you know, I cry seeing all the, me all the memes. Thank you to the meme creators right now because they're hitting on something that's so real. You know, I don't know if you guys have seen the one of like all the emojis of the old white man and then boom, there's like a black woman. Here we are. Woo! And like, you know, there's just so many good ones and it, it does matter. It does matter. And it has real power. It's not just about emotionality. I feel, I feel like if I get the chance to have a daughter, I'm just fucking excited that like Kamala Harris is going to have happened. Like it does matter. I don't want to say that. Like I'm so tired of people like, like it's both you can acknowledge you can acknowledge all the problems and fucking celebrate and have a little joy and have a little hope so i wanted to say that um while also yes like you guys have wreaked havoc upon the communities that brought you into office so you better recognize and respond <laughs> to the people now that you've been elected um the last thing that I wanted to say, two things, is I wanted to give a personal shout out to my incredible sister, Elise, 
because she's the hero. She's one of the people who's working for a grassroots organization that did the messaging and organizing necessary to flip some of these states that ultimately uh, have saved us from another four years of Trump. So Elise, you're my hero and I love mm. you so much and I'm so proud to be your sister. Mm. And um, lastly, I wanted to say that what is the last thing? Oh, yeah. I wanted to go on a personal note. I don't know if anyone will be able to relate to this. I realized that I tend to assume that I'm on the same page as a lot of people about certain things, so I never even say it because I feel like it's an uh, assumed thing. And I realized talking to a few people over the past few weeks that a lot of people don't feel this way. So I wanted to put out for anyone who did, I have had um, a journey with uh in increasing mental health difficulties over the past year and a half-ish, two years that really had some big culminations that were very hard to get through. And also I'm doing a lot better now. And this isn't at all the purpose. I hate talking about it because I hate the idea that I'm trying to create a narrative of like where someone would feel sorry for me, but I'm tired of also doing that and cutting myself off. So I'm just going to say I've had that struggle and leading up to this election for a long time I honestly felt like I was pretending whenever I would talk about Christmas like being together with people I love or even 2021 I felt like we all knew that I was probably gonna die it's so illogical but I felt like I was gonna die I think that that's the level of difficulty that I was having like um and for the first time, like just today, like last night, I was finally starting to process, like I felt like I'm not pretending when I talk about coming home for Christmas and like being around um, in 2021. And that sounds so dramatic. And it's not like just because of Trump, but he was a big part because I literally could not conceptualize another four years of not him as an individual but what it would mean that we had re-elected him there are so many applications to what that would have meant and what life would have looked like and um i just for a long time have felt like i was gonna die soon um and i hate how dramatic that sounds but i'm tired of pretending like it's not real <laughs> um and I don't feel that way, finally. And it's not because suddenly everything's perfect at all, even close. It's, it's because there's actual hope. And because I look around and I see the incredible people who, who have spoken, right? The exit polls, the American people speaking on, on things that they want. And um, again, the youth vote. And um, yeah, when you fall in love or people say, you know, talk about this, like, if you can relate to it from a personal experience or from having read the poets or any love story, they talk about, you know, you look around and everything looks new and everything looks fresh and there's possibility and you see beauty and things. That's how I felt today. And not because of some love illusion. Love. Yeah. Not because of some illusion of how great things are now, but because there's actual like hope and like possibilities um, that we won't have to fight through, but that at least the electoral college went to Biden. <laughs> So I'm not overstating what we're celebrating, but I also just like want to hold the space for the real joy and hope that I think a lot of people are feeling right now. Finn, I really want to hear your guys' thoughts. Vince. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, over I'm overwhelmed um, in, a, in a good way. That too. Um, well, 
Well, I, I just can't go after Leslie. <laughs> so, yeah. So all that emotion, I, I, I retweet that. Um, I don't, I, I don't, there's like a few things. It's like been kind of schizophrenic because we didn't find out like in, at one time, like it's been a slow burn. It's like a lot of conflicting opinions, but honestly, just seeing like Leslie's reaction, but also like, I, like I went to a friend's last night to celebrate and seeing like my friend's reactions, like people I really care about. Um, it's like, it's so soul fulfilling. Like it, it, it feels it's good. And if, any, yes. and if anyone knows me, I'm not, I, I love to, compl- I love to scream into the either about capitalism and Biden and like everything I hate about them. And don't worry, that is coming. Do but <laughs> that, yeah, I, I will get there, but I don't know. It's just, oh, it just, it's heart filling to see. Um, so to get my thoughts straight, I told Leslie, I'll just read this off. I don't think I can say this impromptuly well, but I've been trying to journal my thoughts a bit. Um, and the good thoughts about this, um, is about how we basically, yeah, we, we repudiated Trump. Um, and I, Trump was like an avatar. I feel like for a world view that, that just was very incongruent with like the people that I know and like care about, but honestly, I think most people, like despite the contentious nature of politics, I, I think most people are where we are. Like that's just the reality. Like sorry, Trumpists and conservatives. Like that's the reality. Um, and I, to to me, there's this worldview that we have. Um, this might be offensive to some conservatives, but if it is, this isn't the. Let's episode not for do you. that on this episode. Yeah, <laughs> this, yeah, this isn't the episode for you. Um, actually, you should listen. But this, this isn't for you. Oh yeah, actually, yeah. sorry. It is. It is. Um, <laughs> listen to us. <laughs> but. For us, I feel like we have a worldview, and most people in our society have a worldview that think that a quality, equitable, and enriching life is a right innate to all of us, regardless of race, religion, gender, sexuality, or where you work. And you can think you think that, but Trump is an avatar for a worldview that either explicitly or implicitly disagrees with that. Um, so it's just so beautiful to see our country repudiate that worldview. We're, largely because a lot of people I know are, are, are part of some of those groups, right? Maybe they're a minority in, in some sense, or maybe they just have like financial precarity. And I don't know. It's just, it's, it feels good. It feels, and it's a win we, we fucking needed in 2020. Yes. That's <laughs> we, we fucking needed it. Oh, like, God. Jesus. Um, but I don't know. It, it feels good. And it's been schizophrenic, but honestly, the more I get to talk to like my friends and see them just be so excited and, you know some people just facetiming me and as i pick up they're just like twerking on the kitchen counter out of excitement yeah. not exaggerating <laughs> yeah um, who was that <laughs> Kaylin, you know who you are. i wasn't ready um no it, it's oh it's so it's fulfilling um and I'll, I'll leave it at that i have some less joyous thoughts but i feel like it's worth sitting in that that moment you know it's worth also acknowledging because i i was <laughs> i'm gonna acknowledge one of the less joyous thoughts real quick and then we should burst into kevin and whatever it is even whatever it is kevin that you want to share but he's pissed (laughs) he's he's pissed about this election (laughs) what if he what if after all that he was just like election fraud bees i voted for trump no i'm totally kidding um i did want to say i'm glad that vincent said what he said because it was something that that i had written down in my haze of trying to gather my thoughts which is that 
recognizing that this win doesn't address the um, contingency of his supporters who have been emboldened by his racist, sexist, classist, classist, homophobic, anti-immigrant, anti-Islamic, autocratic, fascist rhetoric, actions, and policies. I wrote that down so that I could try to say <laughs> what I think. Um, and the possibility of widespread violent backlash not just in the streets, but to the level that we've seen with those Trump supporters who got emboldened enough to go try to carry out that kidnapping. And like, it was right of who was the governor? Was it Michigan? Yeah. Oh, shit. I, I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. So, and that happened a while ago, you know, so it's not. And, at then, all he, and, then, he comp- and then he was like, Michigan actually went to me. It's like, after that, you really uh, thought. Yes. So, I mean, it is good to acknowledge that, but I just don't think that those things have to block each other out, you know, like. We can celebrate and also see what it is that's ahead of us leading up to the <laughs> transition of power <laughs> that we'll see. <laughs> um, also, sorry, while I'm on my floor, I'm going to say my last thing that I forgot to say, which is I did want to read this quote from Sonia Renee Taylor, who's somebody who I started following when COVID hit because of this quote. And I think it's, it's worth repeating. Thank you, Sonia, for all the work that you do on um, social media and elsewhere to just like be an authentic voice saying what you want to say and not worrying about oh my gosh all the backlash you receive all the hate all the vitriol thank you for just speaking so what she said is we will not go back to normal normal never was our pre-corona existence and you can insert pre-trump here was not normal other than we normalized greed, inequity, exhaustion, depletion, extraction, disconnection, confusion, rage, hoarding, hate, and lack. We should not long to return. So like, I don't want to get back to normal. I'm inserting myself here. The rest of the quote says, we are being given the opportunity to stitch a new garment, one that fits all of humanity and nature. And yeah, it's not the most ideal (laughs) opportunity. Um, We're not sitting out here with amazing candidates but we actually have the opportunity and i'm excited about that so excited i uh as someone who voted for trump in in 2016 i saw kamala get on stage and i started crying um because a southeastern asian woman and a woman of color a jamaican woman was was the vice is the vice president of the united states states and they were playing what felt like hip-hop music behind it and i don't know how to explain my emotion in that moment other (sighs) (laughs) i don't know how to explain cared about politics until now i've never taken seriously presidential elections till now even back in 2016 it was still a game to me and everything changed this spring and summer when i when i watched innocent black men and women wrongfully killed and nothing done about it and so me and vince talked about it and said i think this is going to shift the landscape I think this is going to affect the presidential election. And come election day, I still wasn't sure 
And it wasn't until the votes got to about 250, 260 that I, I said, oh, shit, I think, I think, I think I, we, we might have, they, they might have done it. They might have done it. Um, Still wasn't even accepting it at that point, just to say. Like, I was so yeah. like, I am not going to fucking celebrate until we're yeah. fucking shocked because I'm not about to put myself through that. <laughs> no, no, fair, fair. Um, So I, I'll just, I'll, I'll let that speak for itself. But I, I, I want to say I'm over, I put this on Facebook and I'll just say it again here. This moment when I saw Madam Vice President Kamala Harris walk onto that stage in Washington, I put it on Facebook and I said, this moment gives me hope that this country still has some fight left in it. It tells me that just maybe you can't just sit back and watch unarmed black men and women get wrongfully murdered by police in this country and continue business as usual. Um, and so mm. I'll, I'll just leave it at that, 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 that this, and, and even in my, detachment from politics my connection to to ethics and to humanity that i've developed this year that i've developed more deeply and intensely with the death of george floyd elijah mccain um everyone else who who was murdered i I, just slipping my mind right now my connection to humanity pressed me into politics because it's bigger than politics and so to see kamala harris walk on that stage was was of course, like like Vince said, it was the best moment of 2020. I love you guys. Love I you said guys. it. I love you guys too. <laughs> Wait, and just while we're on the celebratory wave, speaking of Black Lives Matter, I need everyone right now to pause this episode. Don't exit out and come back and finish, please. Um, but pause this episode and go listen to Corey Bush's acceptance speech. So I'm not sure if people are familiar, but speaking of Black women coming through, speaking of uh, the protests changing, the the momentum in this election. Cori Bush was recently elected to Congress. She represents a, a district in St. Louis. She got elected to the House, but um, it's it's amazing because she's a she's an organizer. She's a Black Lives Matter organizer. Mm. She's not like a politician, but via grassroots support um, sponsored by like Justice Democrats, she got elected, um, as well as a whole slew of other um, truly progressive people. But I think her nomination in itself is like, ooh. We, we voted out Trump and elected a Black Lives Matter organizer to Congress. Like, fucking lit. Yep. Yeah. 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 And on that same vein, I just want to give a shout out to the second Native Hawaiian ever elected to Congress, which is so sad. But Senator Kaili'i Kahele, congratulations to you. Hawaii became a state, a state heavy eyebrow in 1959. Oof. And this is only the second Native Hawaiian that we've ever sent to Congress. So congratulations Mm, on that monumental win. And I have so much to learn as as an American who has moved to Hawaii and quite honestly didn't even really know much about about how Hawaii became a heavy eyebrow air quote American state. And I just want to say I'm dedicated to continuing to learn and I am so thankful for... uh, the opportunity to learn and to try and be part of uplifting and not part of the problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, sh- <sighs> that being said, <laughs> I'm so glad that we 
that we got to talk. You know, like I was like really looking forward to talking to you guys. Um, it's almost good. So yesterday, um, I guess they did a, a Vincent and Kevin did a celebratory Among Us game that I actually totally missed because I hadn't seen the text. And in a way, I'm kind of glad that that ended up that way because we would have missed some Ooh. of this explosive like yeah, you're coming getting... together, talking for the first time since yeah. This is genuine <laughs> reaction. This is real, um, y'all. <laughs> yeah. That being said, I do have one big concern. Do it. <laughs> Okay. Yes, do it. One concern. Um, Only one? Well, like, it has many manifestations, but a, a primary concern about this election that I've been going back and forth on if I should, like, wait to say something, like, let people celebrate, but I'm mm. concerned to not speak up because it's, it's surreal, actually. And I think last time, in our last episode, I, I said I was excited, like, for the new experience of like agitating under not Trumpism. Um, but in, it's just weird seeing this happen in real time. But there's this narrative, media narrative, like political narrative, like being manufactured in real time on the news, on Twitter, that just kind of goes against everything that we just celebrated, right? Um, beyond mm -hmm. like just the representation, but like speaking to the ways like black women delivered this election victory the youth deliver this election victory and there's this narrative that's saying don't listen to them and what they want and their priorities they almost Run. cost the election right they almost cost us the election we need to get more republicans more um, white wow. working yeah i'll save first of all that doesn't it's not bared out in any sort of reality or data i'll save that but my concern is that we remove the avatar that is trump we have done nothing, and I mean quite literally nothing, to remove the ideology of Trumpism. Yes. And the concern is, if we don't have very sobered and honest reflections on how we got here, is that we'll get a, another Trump who is actually competent and who's an ideologue instead of a narcissist. I don't think Trump yeah. is an ideologue that like has this vision of corporatist conservative America. He just likes power and it makes him feel good and it makes him more powerful. But if you get a politician who has a very actualized and dedicated worldview of what all those things that we said Trump embodies, that's much more scary than yes. the reality of Trump. Trump was horrible, but it can get worse. And my concern is we're not having that. I, the, the left is having that, that, that conversation, like the actual left, not like the political establishment. But there's an active counter narrative being manufactured. And it's very concerning to me um, because if we get pacified, like Trump was hard enough. Like, I don't know how to agitate against someone that's like Trump, but smart. Competent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're so right. Like, I have no, no idea. I mean, we joke about fascism, but you can't be a fascist. I mean, you can be, but like, th that's, that's not that far removed from possibility after a Biden he presidency. opened the door wide open and built a base that would jump into the arms of a more competent Trump figure. And our response was to get rid of Trump, the avatar, but to elect the vice president of the previous administration that quite literally set the groundwork for a Trump administration. So talk, talk about it. We've got rid of the avatar, but returning to a status quo that fosters the need for another Trump-like figure without addressing any real underlying anxieties. 
And that's my concern. And it's, it's concerning and also like almost intriguing and in how mm. obvious that seems to me and how like empirically it seems, right? Like tr if you don't believe me, more of every demographic except white men voted for Trump. Trump got more percentage of the Republican vote this election. More people, millions more voted for Trump this time. So the idea that removing him is somehow repudiating that worldview from our collective conscious is like ridiculously silly to me. And that, that's a very real concern. And, and to be fair, I'm trying to moderate myself, not now obviously, but in most conversations, I don't wanna be a Debbie Downer, but I'm just scared that we'll get excited and harden an understanding of what happened that excludes possibilities of the necessary changes to not have a worse Trump in the future. A thousand percent agree. And this is coming to you live from the man who accurately predicted how this would election would go down, y'all, per our last episode. So since he won't toot his own horn, I will uh, <laughs> video essay dropping TBD sometime in the future. Hopefully. Delves more into what he just said. So if what he just said intrigues you or rings true with things you've been thinking about, keep an eye out. We will push it out when he produces it. So my last little bit of ruining the fun. Uh, like, let's see, I'm trying to write an essay. So I, I have an analogy that is unprocessed. So it might not make sense because it's about gardening, which I don't really do, though I am trying to be a plant dad. Um, but Leslie's a resident expert. So I'm the thought is, <laughs> on the note of what I just said, is that Trump is like, like if there's a flower, it's like the bulb of the flower and we just cut the, the, the head of the flower off. But we have yet to do any work of actually removing the plant itself or, or changing the soil. And in fact, we've elected an administration that will continue, or by every indication, explicit, explicit or implicit, will continue planting those same plants. Um, does that make sense? Yes. 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 Oh, that was not a certain yes from Leslie. <laughs> no, I was going to, okay, full disclosure, y'all. Vincent asked me to extend on this garden metaphor off podcast. So that's why I'm doing it, just so we know, because this metaphor is lovely. But to extend on it a little bit, if you garden at all, even extrapolating on the idea even more because if you do cut off the flower or like the greenery from a bulb in real life if we're going to treat the metaphor as for what it is it might actually die like the bulb wouldn't necessarily sprout right back up but you could frame it as instead of a bulb maybe like the roots of a tree like if you just go down and like chop off one of the roots of a tree in an attempt to try and hurt it it will actually send out so many more suckers as a reaction and they'll reach mm. further across the ground underneath in ways you can't even see or predict so to me that's a really powerful gardening metaphor it's a scary metaphor <laughs> yes because then it's seeing it for what it is right because it is a tree and there is a root and then there is a trunk and then there are branches and then there is fruit and so like it puts it in context of like we can't be out here jabbing off little roots because actually the more roots that we're like oh we'll just cut that sucker off no it's sending out 10 more in its place um it's clear that the whole tree needs to be like excavated the soil needs to be re-fertilized with enriching nutrients from the bottom has, up from the bottom up because the soil has been so depleted by that tree and then we need to replant and think about what we want to plant and not just scatter seeds of sound bites and feel good sentiments we need to think Ooh. about what we want to grow in our garden and some plants pollinate each other 
Some plants, if you plant one, so the garden metaphor actually holds a lot of water. It can I'm, go on and yeah, on. I'm vibing with this. All right, all right, got that. I'm going to watch this back so many times to help formulate my essay. So I'm going to watch this whole intro back so many times as just like emotional catharsis and relief. Because oh. <laughs> I don't even know what I've been saying for the past half hour, to be honest. I've just been vibing with you guys, so. Oh, yeah. Celebrate. Soak in the moment. And also, but stay yeah, sober. Think about, think about uh, what's not literally happen. sober. Can't relate to that. Oh, yeah, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. stay uh, clear. I, I think at Argent. Well, I won't. I don't. I don't be here too long. If, do it. Let's do another half hour. Go ahead. I hear it in your voice. Do it. <laughs> Have you guys seen the? I think uh, one of our friends made it, or he redid it, like the the gospel song, "Yes, Lord, for the rest of our days." And every time you think the song's over. It's like, yes, Lord. It just keeps coming. That's this conversation. It will never end. Um, no, on the note of like parting words is like, this is a special for people. I think I've said before, in my view, our generation has like two radicalization moments. First was the older millennials in the financial crisis of 08. And for us, I think it was Trump's election. Um, for everyone I know, at least. So I, I think we should um, celebrate this and, and just really lean into it while recognizing and not forgetting like what got us individually here um and those feelings uh, and be sober minded but that doesn't mean muting our celebration so i will probably exactly. be and what does celebration mean celebration can mean fucking putting boots to the ground and like uplifting other people and not just focusing on like how you feel you know it's not even like mm. they have to be separate like celebrate mm. by organizing and by pressing forward and, and yeah. holding soberly, like what's at stake in the work that we have to do. And that's and, all to also, myself, y'all preaching to myself. And, and also to like, really, again, like I said before, like what I imagine the worldview that the people hold that repudiated Trump, like really taking that seriously. Cause I have seen, look, I've, I've said off podcasts, like I would be lying if I didn't say there's certain conservative popular figures who are asking for participation trophies and I'm eating that shit up. Like, no, I'm, I'm eating it up. Um, but I don't want to forget the worldview that I and claim to espousing and repudiating Trump. And I see people saying things like, Oh, well, Flint didn't vote blue enough. So fuck their water. Like what the, what, like literally what, like let, let's, let's celebrate for what this should represent and really lean into what this actually represents. Right. Mm. Um, I'll get off my soapbox. Let's get into getting messy with each other. You said get messy with each other? Or? Get messy, yeah, get messy with each other. Not hitting? Oh, well, it hit for me. I don't know where, I don't know where that's going. <laughs> it, never mind. <laughs> nah, nah, get messy with each other. Leslie 2020, get messy with each other. Hey, they, they call her messy Leslie. Oh, messy, as my niece calls me, Leslie. Shout out to my niece. I love you. Both of you. Okay, guys. Thank you for listening to our election reaction video. Uh, if you enjoyed, please subscribe. We have Instagram. We have Twitter. We have YouTube on all three. It should be Bottomless Podcast. That's B-T-T-M-L-E-S-S. And again, if this is your first time, thank you, my God, for watching or listening. And if this is your thank return, you. if you are a return person, thank you for coming back. We truly love each and every single one of you. Um, and thank you. And we will see you guys next episode. One, two, three. Democracy! Cheers. Oh. <laughs> hey.